You're listening to Stuff Weekly, episode 368 for Tuesday, April 10th, 2018. Undercover Butler. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stuff Weekly, the show where we go over the funny, weird, or just plain awesome stuff that we stumble on in a week. You can stream, don't download, or find show notes, including links to all the things we talk about for this and most past episodes of all YNIN podcasts over at YNInteractive.com. That's YNInteractive.com. You can also subscribe to us in places like Stitcher and BeyondPod and Podbean and iTunes, because that's the most popular one. Is uh, Podbean a thing? Uh, yeah, it is. I have uh, never heard of that. It's well, where pod vines grow out of them. Oh, yeah, but vine close down. You you have no, to get them oh. from a giant, and uh, it's yes. fine. Yeah, uh, but uh, oh, and I you know I said most past episodes of all shows. Uh, Ynin now has on Stuff Weekly all the show notes are back. Uh, so there you Hello. go. We now I, I went back and I fixed all of the show notes to the show, which. Uh, was really a lot more work than I probably needed to do, but I did it, and it's there. So, yay us! We're here. We're, we got our stuff back. Uh, the, the, our history has not been lost to the mist of time, uh, which, you know, we had thought that all of our really good content that we had in that first couple of months was gone, but no. <laughs> but no, you know, there it is. It is back. Complete with all of the links to articles that don't exist anymore. They're all there's back. a lot that don't exist anymore. And it's hard to find because you'd be when surprised we, when about... we thought that the show was lost. To the world. I started going back through and listening to old episodes and like writing down what stories were on there and then trying to Google to find those stories again. And like half of them, I could not even right. Find. They just you, did not exist anymore. You would think. That like major news article websites would just keep their articles, but no, apparently they purge them after a while. Uh, well, yeah, no, because after a while, it's not news; it's old. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It. You put it in the archives somewhere, uh, the Internet yeah. Archive dot org. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I guess we should go back to this introduction thing. Uh, I'm Cody Coleman. Uh, normally, this is where I would be introducing Nikki, but she's in uh, Hawaii, uh, where she has been uh, brutally yet still somehow very relaxingly murdered. So uh, yeah, what the hell was that? Did anyone know she was going to Hawaii? Uh, yes, she we told- did. Last week, she, yes. she didn't tell me. Uh, well, you apparently were not listening. I heard <laughs> we. Uh, I just didn't I, know it was this week. I knew she was going. I I, I did forget that uh, it was this week and that we wouldn't have her until like yesterday. So uh, we don't have a Nikki today, but that's fine. She'll be back uh, next time, uh, and it will will be a big happy family again. Uh, also with us, we have an all around funny guy and a man who refuses to make any sounds unless people are recording him, Mr. Matt Krua. Love yeah, that. because if you're not recording me, then I don't exist. That's true. You'd think how much this guy talks on our shows, uh, which is good because the rest of us don't talk enough. Um, <laughs> he uh, actually very quiet when we're not recording. Yeah, no. Uh, nor- I, I took a vow of silence. I, uh, I don't know if you knew this, actually. Uh, I record directly from the monastery. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Least yeah, echoey monastery. It's not very no. There's a lot of good soundproof rooms in here. Actually, you need them. You need the soundproof rooms yeah, for the sacrifices. Yeah, because the monks are always like <laughs> in the background singing like Pa Yezu and stuff like that and Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, like, it's it's tough. You would think it would be tough to find a good spot here while everyone is chanting for the resurrection of Belial, but we are. Uh, I, I feel like this four thousand year old skull sanctuary is perfect. The acoustics are wonderful. Yeah, dude, those bones resonate so well. Super good bones. <laughs> anyway, also with us, uh, if you need to see a picture of a gorilla surfing on a platypus skull, well, then you need to talk to Miss Amberly because she runs the Instagram for YNIN. Welcome, now I have to find Amber. a gorilla surfing on a platypus skull. You couldn't use one of the pictures I already put up Look, there. Look, you like- didn't <laughs> want me to use the sad stuff anymore, so now I have to give you challenges every week and this is the first one <laughs> this is pretty good this is a good gimmick <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you should have just let me make your life sad. <laughs> you, you, couldn't, you couldn't talk about, like, the car, the a remote-controlled car I found at Ollie's that lets you capture a cricket and the cricket drives the car. You couldn't mention that. That was pretty uh, good. Yeah. All right. Or, Al- yeah. Alternative? Get a picture of the cricket driving the car. So now you have to go buy the car and get a cricket. And damn it! Also, also a good alternative. I'm I'm good with either of those. <laughs> or just well, keep doing what you're doing. Guess I'm uh, looking for a gorilla riding a platypus skull because <laughs> I ain't buying that car. <laughs> nice. Uh, so guys, we are back together once again, uh, and. Um, I forgot to ask you guys if you had anything to talk about before the show, so do you guys have anything to talk about? It's been a pretty empty week, buddy. I mean, I, I've been off work this past week, which has yeah. been uh, just a blessing that uh, I am so glad is ending. Boy, am I happy to go back to work on Monday. Oh, boy. Oh, oh my God. Just got that work boner. <laughs> and That's not a thing that anyone has except porn stars, sir. <laughs> That's, do they do they call it that? Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. I'm not ready for work yet. I gotta get my work boner ready. Yeah. I don't know why I'm Patrick Warburton, but <laughs> it was great. Uh, you could talk okay. like that for the rest of the show. That'd be wonderful. Not gonna happen. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, no, I'm going back to work on Monday. I spent most of this week just um, maxing out, relaxing, all cool. Um, nice. B ball. I. Uh, a little bee ball from here, here, here and there. Okay. Uh, we have been. Uh, gosh, I played Dungeons and Dragons for the first oh. time in a while this week. Yeah, our last campaign kind of fizzled out just due to time, so we're starting over, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun because I get to come up with brand new stuff, and uh, I ha- have got these really cool ideas for adventures for uh, Joe, Aaron, and BB's characters to go on. By the way. Uh, BB is playing a Super Saiyan. Joe is playing a, a, a uh, half man, half robot vampire hunter, uh, and then Aaron is playing Britney Spears, but magic—literally Britney Spears, <laughs> um, specifically right. the musician Britney Spears. Um, like what and, era Britney Spears? Like early Britney yes. Spears? Or okay, cool. <laughs> All of them. She's got bard spells, which is a class in Dungeons and Dragons, and she has renamed all of those spells to Britney Spears songs. It is very good. Amazing. Uh, um, and I've it's it's just fun being able to create and come up with ideas for adventures. Uh, and so I want I want you to help me flesh this one out a bit. Okay, let's do okay. it. Okay. So I've got so some of the ideas I've got, and you know, don't tell them about this. Spoiler alert. Like, I've got this one idea where they're going to go to a city, and all these people are going missing, and it's going to turn out that, uh, you know, they think that it's this, like, Scientology-like cult, but really, it's the building that the cultists live in is eating people. Okay. And that's going to be, like, the big reveal. Um, I've got one that I think is going to be kind of like like a superhero murder mystery. I'm working on that one. And then, I, you know, I, I'm into murder mysteries with D&D because it kind of works well. And so I've got one idea, and this is the idea I want you to help me, want you to help me flesh out. Okay. okay. A man is murdered in a mansion. Okay. He leaves a note that says the butler did it. Okay. 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 It is a town entirely populated by people who are employed as butlers. Where do I go from there? Oh, no. Okay. All right. Okay, so that was the idea I had. I was like, okay, the so butler did everybody it, has but everyone's a butler. I was going to say, first off, everyone has to choose who they are butlering for. Okay. All right. Um, that, that's a first thing. Like who, who is your employer? So, um, so okay. these guys are going to be butlers themselves. They're butlering for other butlers. Okay. So, oh, oh dude. Or, or, or do, or do, do, does the party go into town and they have to take up jobs as butlers to go like become undercover butler? Absolutely, like, they have to become undercover famous butler. Movie. Yeah, yes. I, I think that's okay. good. Goku can use his Super Saiyan abilities uh, to I don't know wash tables or uh, something. I, I had to find her a custom Super Saiyan class, really, like, that someone had made because she was like, "I want to be a Super Saiyan." I'm like, "I'm not going to stop you." <laughs> like, what's the best part about Dungeons and Dragons is you can do whatever you want. I don't care. So, and, um, man, the murder weapon should be something very butlery. Uh, okay, but like maybe maybe butlers are color coded in this world. Like, there's green butler, 
and there's there's blue butler and there's teal butler and then okay. like so like there could also are, are butlers who are different colors but their shades are only very slightly different so no one can really tell the difference but they're real fucking snooty about it are these like the ninjas from mortal Kombat? yes like, yeah like the blue ones can freeze people and rip out spines <laughs> he probably did the murder then well the yellow were... ones can set people on fire with their skull face uh, oh no, it's equally likely that he did the murder. This is terrible. <laughs> this is an unsolvable crime. Well, now on to the next one. Uh, yeah, man, I don't know where... where uh, Man. So Okay, uh, we'll, work, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it. It sounds fun. Um, yeah. Man, like if I... I don't play... I've never really played Dungeons & Dragons. I played an offshoot of it. But if I were to play Dungeons & Dragons, I would want Matt to be my dungeon master. I'm telling you, we, we should give it a shot sometime. Absolutely. You guys would, you guys would have fun. It's I really think it not would be good. so bad. Right on. Uh, well, cool. Um, Amber, what about you? Anything going on? Uh, I, I got really close to getting out of an escape room. We lost by maybe about 30 seconds to a minute. Uh, so that kind of... It, it was a really fun room, but it kind of sucked that we came so close yet so far. But and we didn't puss out. We so, did not puss out. So you ha- apparently... Uh, you had the option to leave this room early and opted yep. not to. Yep. Uh, so what does that mean? Okay, so it, it was it was a bank heist room, and it was the hardest room that the place that I went to uh, has, basically. And uh, there's two objectives to the room, and you could choose to do one, or you could choose to do both. The first objective is get out of the room. Duh. It's an escape room. The second objective is to get as much money as possible. It's a bank heist. So we get about four, like 40 minutes through the room and we get into the safe. Now, when we open the safe, there's like nothing really inside. There's like a, like a stack of bills and there's a button there. And the button literally says, push to exit. And if okay. you push the button, the, the door opens and you can and you can leave. You have escaped the room. But we re- at that point, we realized there's still like six or seven things that we have found that we have not used yet. So there is more to this room than this button. So we all agreed we are not pussing out. We are not leaving this room early. We are going to go. The- we're going to stay here. We're not we're going to find the rest of this money because apparently the room is so difficult for normal people that. They put the button there because most people don't reach that point until like 10 minutes left in the room. So they put it there so people Good don't Lord. feel bad about the fact that they didn't complete the room. They they basically, it's like a, a pussy out button, basically, um, <laughs> for people who suck at escape rooms. So we we're, we're looking everywhere for like, what is it? What is going on? And our uh, escape artist came over and he's like, what tools haven't you used? And we're like, we haven't used the wrenches yet. And he said, hmm, that safe didn't have a lot of money in it, did it? So we start looking around. We find two um, screws on the wall inside the safe. So we use the wrenches to unscrew them. And we found another safe behind that safe. So it was still like another like 20 minutes to a half an hour to get good, the money. Good Lord. So we we got the money. But then by the time, if you don't use the escape button before the last five minutes, the button no longer works. So you have to choose to puss out with five minutes left or you can't puss out anymore. And... (laughs) <laughs> it's disturbing the amount of times you say the word "puss out." <laughs> I was gonna say this is this is this is maximum pussy on the show today. Um, I didn't know anyone said that word anymore. Yeah. That was out of favor. Hey, well, you know she's bringing it back. It's fine. Uh, okay, I'm bringing. Uh, no, I'm not going there. No, not yeah, going we're there. good. No, no. <laughs> um, so, uh, so you so you didn't press the button. We did not press, but the button. you should have. We didn't find the money before the window closed. So our choice was to either hit the button and leave without finding the money or find the money and try and solve the last puzzle that would get us out of the room the regular way. Cause there was one last puzzle. There was one group who was working on getting the money and one group that was working on the last puzzle. Once we got the guide on how to solve the puzzle, we had three of the four digits 
for the exit code and we were working on the last code but the girls that were working on it kept going it just fall because it was like a a map of numbers and you started at the one number and you'd like follow arrows up and down and across to get each of the numbers and they kept doing it and it kept going she kept saying it doesn't make any sense it takes us off the bottom of the sheet there is no number here it keeps taking us one down and there's nothing there she was messing up somewhere and it was supposed to take her in a big circle back to the original number so the original the number was nine and we didn't know it and we were like going through the numbers so since it was nine and we started at one it was the last number to check so he then when we opened the door the guy was like you were literally like 30 seconds to a minute away from escaping this room he was so bummed out that we lost but he's lit but he said he said one it's the hardest room and two you went for the money most people don't go for the money most people just hit the button when they open the first door so which has got to be a little disappointing as a guy who runs the room so yeah so yeah and he he apparently really enjoyed it but i i felt really good because i really contributed a lot to it like i solved at least three of the puzzles um and I got to I got to do the thing that Matt has loves doing in escape rooms. I got to make the bookcase open by hitting something. Yeah, it's fucking great when that happens. That was uh, so. It was. I, I looked over and I saw the words "Let there be light" on the wall. So I saw a lamp on the table, like an old school like pull chain lamp. So I went over and I pulled it, and the thing slid over, and no one saw me pull it. So they all got really confused as to what what had happened. And I was just so giddy because I knew I did. And I was like, Zoinks! <laughs> I knew that happened. Yeah, I did a Scooby Doo thing. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, you got arrested. Uh, and we did. did we did. But there was money. only one guy there, and he looked like an like like a, like kind of thin and weak. So we just like beat him over the head and ran away with the money. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. So you yeah. are rich now. That's fine. We are rich. Yes. All right. Nice. Well, cool. Um, as already, player one. Yeah. Oh no, uh, dude. Okay, I know. I I have not looked up reviews, but I I hear it's been getting some flack. But dude, I had a lot of fun with that fucking movie. I don't know. Maybe it's just it, it, it's Roger Rabbit, but for everything else, and uh, it it was just a lot of fun. Like if you paid a lot of attention to the plot, uh, you'd grow in a lot because it's people putting uh whole lot of like importance on a video game but uh if you can get past that i don't know it was a lot of fun the acting wasn't bad um the 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 story was kind of silly but dude like i want a delorean like but i'm one that goes in time (laughs) i don't want like a real delorean but (laughs) but uh yeah man i don't know there there was fucking pop culture from everything and it gets obscure uh, it also has like Battletoads in it, which is. Uh, that... I was gonna say, I know the Battletoads are there, which boy. Yeah. Finally. Right. Finally in a movie. Return, Return of the Battletoads. It's been waiting. But been they're waiting for... they're just in the background, so. Yeah, but I mean, how even if they're in the background, you know that there is a really good side adventure story waiting to be told, starring those lovable scamps, Rash, Zitz, Pimple, Farts, butts, bloods, and dingles. You gotta love the Battletoads. They're all so good. I Three really of those sound them. familiar. Uh, but yeah, yeah, love farts and dingles. They are really good. I, I, I don't know. I, I read the book. Yeah. And I mean, I thought it was trash. Oh, well, really? all right. Yeah, I thought it was hot garbage. Uh, I, I don't know. I, the the author, whose name escapes me, Ernie, Ernie Klein, Klein, I think? Yeah. Yeah, has a real weird way of writing about women. And it's really? super creepy and weird. Oh, look up anything like that he's posted on the internet. It's real strange and bad. Oh, um, well, I saw it in a movie. I didn't have to read his, sure. his words. At the end of the day, uh, when you're going from novel to movie and you've got someone like Steven Spielberg behind you, yeah. you know, you've, you've probably got something that will at least visually be enjoyable. Yeah, like um, it, it is not a substantial movie by any stretch of the imagination. In fact, like I said, the story is the weak part. 
Um, but like, uh, it was weird. We got out of the, we got out of the movie, and my mom was like, "Oh, I, I really liked that movie. That story was so cool." And I was just thinking, that, that was the bad part. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it was fun, like really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and it may just be, you know, I, I, I may be more susceptible to the, oh, there's a thing I thought was cool uh, <laughs> in front of me uh, than I thought I was. But I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, and I know I get flack for, you know, enjoying too many things. Um, and this may fall into that category very heavily. But uh, it was fun. And that's really all I was looking for. I was looking for something fun. And that's what I, I mean, got. listen... Listen, there are uh, you get flagged for that, but I mean, there are movies that most people say are, are garbage that I liked too. Um, I liked Power Rangers. I liked Justice League well enough. Um, no, neither of those are perfect movies, but you know, I saw those in theaters and enjoyed right. them. So, you know, I, I believe in you, Cody. You're allowed to like Ready Player One. Thank you, thank you. And uh, you know, at least I recognize where there are bad parts. <laughs> yeah, everything except for the cameos. <laughs> yeah. Ex- <laughs> right yeah pretty much um but yeah so if you want to have a fun time but not a substantial time i would recommend going to uh see ready player one maybe maybe wait until video maybe wait till it's on the netflix you know what's pretty cool though what R- roger rabbit's on netflix it is roger rabbit like, is a substantially better movie oh a spectacular film like it's got all the cameo goodness that you want but also a pretty stellar plot yeah. right absolutely and uh you know even uh i know i know amber soured on it but um uh, wreck it ralph is also a better uh crossover movie than ready player i don't Almost. mind wreck it ralph but you hate sarah silverman <laughs> Um, this is true. Yes, she yeah. did not make the movie enjoyable for me much right. at all. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I enjoy crossover fun, and uh, this this was a lot of that. So yeah, <laughs> but um, nothing. I didn't really do anything else worth talking about. So why don't we get into stuff that happened to other people? Okay. Oh boy. Oh well, I boy. have a story that actually could be could be stuff that happens to us. Oh no. What? Yeah. Is this, a, oh, is this a murder plot? This is not the murder plot. This is okay. something that I think you're going to really enjoy, Cody. Because okay. let's go on vacation. I love vacation because okay. here sucks. Vacations are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some questions and we're going to determine the best place to go on vacation. Okay, sure. Okay. And, and I'm, I want responses from both of you and I, I might even give some responses for myself as well too so um a couple of them are like when you want to go and stuff like that so we're not going to go on that yet so uh where were the last three trips that you took for leisure purposes oh boy uh uh, california atlanta florida uh i would i guess it's geez ohio uh, and then California, and then Florida. Yeah, jeez. Mine would be Florida, Las Vegas, and New York City. Okay. Um, well, you, you cut out. What was that last one? Oh, sorry. Uh, it was uh, Las Vegas, New York, and Orlando. Okay. All right. So Florida is, uh, Orlando is there for all three of us. Yeah, all three of us. Um, yeah. Do you have any upcoming trips planned? <laughs> yes, I do. I, d- I know you do. I know that you have. Where? <laughs> so, it's and also I do too. Orlando again. <laughs> And I have an Orlando trip planned, too. <laughs> but I am also going to California uh, for not vacation purposes. So it is another trip. And I'll be there. I'll not have fun, but I'll be there. <laughs> uh, any plans, Matt? I, I am in plan flux right now. Oh. I'm going to go to Ohio to see my mom over the summer. But other than that, I am, uh, I'm up in the air. Okay. All right. This is, this is good. This is good. So, okay. So when you travel, you prefer which of the following, or you can choose one or any combination. Do you prefer accent action, relaxation, or culture? Like, is this like a fucking Buzzfeed? I think we're taking a Buzzfeed quiz. This is not a Buzzfeed quiz. Okay, so okay. like is, by is action, not... like do you mean like I need to be jumping away from an explosion, or like I'm gonna like go out you're and going do out and you're like doing my fucking? Things. What are we doing? Like <laughs> like going and uh, going on an adventure, basically. Like so, so action. What's the other things? Relaxation and culture. Okay, 
Um, I mean, I feel like I don't take enough vacations focused around culture to say that honestly, though that yes. would be my that would be my preferred answer. Yeah. I just I just don't do it. Yeah. Because I don't leave the country often, and there's not much culture in the continental United States. No. <laughs> Very um, little. Yeah, action is num- probably number one. Uh, I go do I do a lot of things on trips for the most part, uh, but relaxation's also up there. So I'm kind of a decent mix between relaxation and action. Uh, I normally like to just kind of chill, but also it's fine to go do things that are not normally available to me yeah See, i would prefer like re- relaxation and culture action is not so much a big thing for me like i do like going places where i can like do a lot of stuff but at the same time i'd rather <laughs> your relax. vacations are 90 percent theme parks like what are you talking about <laughs> quiet <laughs> okay <laughs> uh and uh and, and culture because i do i i would like to uh, kind of like what matt said i would, I would like okay. to do more cultural aspirationally stuff. culture Okay, so this next list is going to be what are some of your interests and hobbies. So I'm just going to go down and you're going to say like yay Whoa. or nay. You're going to check. You're going to say as many apply to you. Okay. 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 So fine dining. Yay. Sure. Not important to me. Uh, but hole in the wall restaurants, like lesser known restaurants. Y- yay. Uh, are, are like do do we mean like like fucking. Dirt bag places like fucking no, like Super like Saiyan ramen. <laughs> okay, well then yes, yay, that, that was fine. Uh, Super food Saiyan. markets. No, what is it? Food, food markets. markets. Uh, I'll say no. I don't really yeah, get it. Do I. Yeah. Uh, I know we're all gonna say no to this craft beer slash breweries. No, no. Uh, vineyard slash wine bars. No. no, no. Cocktail bars. No, no. no. Dancing or clubs. No. 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 But live music? Uh, uh, rarely. Not on vacation, honestly. Uh, yeah. Like, I'd usually the live it. music is the reason I went to a place if I'm going to a live music thing. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, and cafes, that's cafes slash bakeries. No, not for me. No. For Brooke, yeah. yes, but not for me. <laughs> like, um, I, 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 I like a good bakery and stuff, but I'm not going to be like, oh, shit, let's go to fucking New Hampshire for the bakeries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about the same. Uh, what about theater? Now, that, that's a big one for me. That would definitely be a checkoff for me. Like, if we're going to New York, sure. Otherwise, right. probably not. But, like, so are these things I like to do while on vacation? This is, what are some of your hobbies slash interests? Oh, oh, okay, then, yeah, okay, sure. then yes. Uh, how about comedy clubs? I know you guys have been to comedy clubs. <laughs> I've been to them, but not really. I don't go often, so yeah, yeah not really. Th- this is a no for me. But this is, I know, one that we would all check off movies. Definitely checking off movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Love uh, the movie. Art museums slash galleries, I would check that off. Yes. I like museums, yeah. Uh, historical sites, that's a yes for me. Uh, sure. Okay. Parks and nature? Yeah, uh, yeah, parks. I, like, I like parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would probably write that as well too. Where are we going? Right. Fitness exercise. I'm getting there. Fitness or exercise? No. Uh, no. Why would I want to exercise on vacation? <laughs> Unless uh, you mean like walking around the city, then no. Yeah. Outdoor sports. No. Big old. No. no I'm me. lazy and shitty. What are we doing? <laughs> Shopping. Uh, a little uh, bit. Depends. Really. Depends on if it's a unique type thing. Uh, spas. Uh, no. Okay, so then, um, is there anything else that you, like, need to know? Like, have you been anywhere anywhere lately that you really don't want to go? Or are you specifically, are we celebrating anything on this trip, you guys? Oh, uh, the, uh, well, that successful murder is worth celebrating. Oh, awesome. All right. So, do you want to know where we're going? Where? Now it turns out you're Hermione. That's your Harry Potter character. <laughs> share this with your friends on Facebook. Do you want to know where we're going? Sure. Where are we going? I have no idea. And what? neither do you. What? This is, what? A, this is a travel agency where you answer this questionnaire and they will send you somewhere that matches your questionnaire and you have no idea where you're going until you are going. Until you are going. Oh, I am so there. <laughs> what? Because you never asked me about my greatest love, which is of course mystery. This is wow. Pack up and go. I'm sending you the link right now as soon as it allows me to. Why is it not allowing me to send okay. you the link? Okay, Th- this is very interesting. Just, just I, I thought it was a fucking Buzzfeed quiz too. Nope. Yeah. This is called Pack Up and Go. 
They will send you. It's. Uh, they will send it's you. Like they do picnic. not send you internationally. It is within the United States. Okay. But they will basically send you somewhere. Like you can write in there, like you know, I've been these places. I don't want to go back to any place I've ever been before. Branson. So. Send me somewhere that I have never been, and it's a it's a three day. Uh, all of our trips are two are two nights and three days. Huh. Um, and basically, they custom design the trip for you based on what you answer, and they just send you basically your flight information, and then once you are on your flight, then you find out where you were going, basically. I imagine have, you find out where you're going at the gate. They, but... they, yep, they, they tell you what your flight number is. Wow. And, and where you're leaving from. And then you do not find out where you are going until you get to your gate and see where, where your flight number is taking you to. And Man. when you get there, then you have your hotel booked. You have a planned out uh, suggestion. They don't really make you go to things, but they give you a custom built uh, basically plan for you for the three days. It basically says, okay, based on your survey, we suggest that you go to this museum on this date and then you go to this restaurant because you like this kind of food and so on and so forth. Okay. So this is a fucking cool and also super bougie idea. <laughs> <laughs> How much is this going to set me back? Um, it That's the other thing. You can give them your budget. And they plan it according to what your budget is. So you can say how much money you want to spend on the trip. $30. And they will and they will build it based on that. You can kind of see um, places, uh, pictures of people who have just found out where they are going. Uh, people going to Chicago, New Orleans, Lu- Louisville, Charleston, Austin, Savannah, Portland, Milwaukee, different places like that. That's an, it is a neat idea. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, this is really kind of cool. When, when I, kind, yeah, something I want to do, but I'm also scared to do. <laughs> when I show up in like fucking small town nowhere, I'm going to be really mad that I spent money on it. Um, like, oh, oh, they booked me in the KKK headquarters. Okay, that's a problem. We need to leave like well, half you, a star on Yelp. But if you go on their testimonial, you can see a video of someone actually opening up their envelope and finding where the they're KKK going. Airports? Okay. Let's see where they're going. So, so in their FAQ section, it says, your budget determines where we send you, how you get there, and where you stay. If you're departing from New York with a budget of $650 per person, you probably won't be flying to Key West and staying in a luxury resort. Instead, you may take a bus to Cape May and stay in a luxury bed and breakfast. Or you may take the train to Boston and stay in a boutique hotel. That's still kind of cool. That's still pretty neat, yeah. 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 All right. They recommend, they recommend $850 per person. Which that's, well, that's I mean, for a vacation, of, for a va- if you were saving up for the vacation, and like this was like this sounds like something very bucket listy to do this. Like this sounds like something that you would actually like save up for and do. But if you also think about it, that's money that's going towards like potentially airfare and hotel and possibly some of your activities as well. Like eight hundred and fifty dollars so, for a full vacation uh, is not bad. terrible, <laughs> though. Then I remember you said three days, and then that yeah, maybe is a little true. high. That is but, true. But, uh, you know, if you say $650 and they put you in, like, a really nice hotel that you didn't know existed, like, that could still be fun. Um, so I can dig this. This sounds, this sounds like it's for the person that is like, man, I need to not be where I am. Yeah. I, ha- I have this minis fix it and then they fix it for you uh which sounds like me most of the time yeah so (laughs) the second that i i heard this place i immediately thought of you cody that's why i was like i have to talk about this on the show because this is so something cody would dig yeah yeah well cool this is way cooler than i thought your story was going to end up being amber (laughs) if i'm completely honest you're welcome (laughs) Dang! All the solo, the the minimum budget for a th- uh, for a solo person is a thousand bucks. Oh, so, that's dang. that's pretty high. But uh, yeah, so you know you got to get at least a friend to go with you. <laughs> yeah, because you can do per person uh, 
$650 a person. That's not bad. No, they basically they want $1,000 to work with. Uh, probably right. for hotel purposes at the very least. Mostly, yeah. Which, that's understandable. So, if they want to give you a nice thing and also get you there. So, yeah. Well, cool. Uh, right on. Um, I, I, is there anything else about this that you haven't told us yet? Or Nope. All right. Uh, Matt, would you like to follow up? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I would. I want to tell you, uh, so, since we're on the subject of travel. All right. Right. I, I have a story about travel for you. Okay. Excellent. And uh, it takes place uh, 17 years ago oh, in, okay. uh, in, in Canada. All right. And um, it is a harrowing tale. It is one that, when I read it, I didn't believe it. Okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I didn't think it was real. And as I tell you the story, you may think it's not real. I'm going. I want to assure you up front that everything I'm about to tell you is true. Okay. okay. That there are receipts that has been verified by everyone involved in the story, um, including the owners of the hotel it takes place in. Uh, it, it is. This is a true story that um, tells me that we do, despite everything, we do live in at least some kind of good timeline. Okay. Because, because the story is real. I want to tell you the story of Nick Burchill. Okay. Not I don't him. know this man. Proceed. Don't don't worry. No one does. Uh, except <laughs> for the entire internet. Now, uh, Nick Burchill, uh, 17 years ago, he uh, he went and stayed at the Fairmont Express Hotel. Uh, sorry. Fairmont Empress Hotel okay. uh, in Victoria, British Columbia. And uh, he was a very young man at the time. And uh, he was banned from the hotel. Oh. After an incident. Why he did he do? Um, and so, on March 30th of 2018, he, you know, applied to yeah. officially be allowed to stay at the Empress Hotel again. He wrote them a very nice letter. Okay. Um, because 18 years was a long time. And he really wanted to be able to stay back at this pretty lavish hotel. It's a pretty nice place. Like it's got to be a nice place if he's jonesing for eighteen years. It is. It is a four and a half star hotel uh, down in downtown Victoria, which is uh, a pretty big city. Um, and, and and like just looking from the outside, it looks like the goddamn X Mansion. It's Ooh. ridiculous. Um, and the room pictures look really nice. It's a pretty nice looking hotel. Um, I'm going to read you his letter. Verbatim. Okay. okay. Well, let's hear. We may st- we, we may stop during it because it's 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 a little bit long, but I'll get through it pretty quickly. We may stop to talk about some bits, but again, I want to assure you and reassure you that the story I'm about to tell you about Nick Burchill is 100% true. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Dear Empress Hotel, this may seem like an unusual request, but I write to you today seeking a pardon. Seventeen years ago, a string of unfortunate events led to my being banned from your hotel. I would like to explain the incident. In 2001, I had recently joined my current employer, and he deletes the name of the employer for, you know, privacy purposes. Fair enough. And I was also in the Canadian Naval Reserve. My company was hosting a customer conference at the Empress, and it was my first event with the company. Uh, now again, this is 17 years ago, so he's, he's pretty young, he's just out of the Navy, um, it's, you know, he's, he's a pretty young fellow. Uh, I told my Navy buddies that I was coming out west, and I was, to, and I was asked to bring Brothers Pepperoni from Halifax, Nova Scotia. Now, Brothers Pepperoni is a local delicacy. Because this was the Navy we were talking about, I brought enough for a ship. In a hurry, I had completely filled a suitcase with pepperoni for my friends. Some of it was wrapped in plastic, some in brown paper. I took whatever brothers would sell me. This is the bag that the airline misplaced. So already, shit's going wrong, right? This guy has been asked by his Navy brothers to bring a metric shit ton of pepperoni (laughs) to this hotel in Victoria, British Columbia. And the airline lost his pep. Devastating. We've all been there. Right? I have Absolutely. lost so many pepperonis. I have a serious ass loss of pepperoni problem. 
It's yeah, really an epidemic. I always lose my ass pepperonis. So um, <laughs> the bag reappeared the next day. I knew that the pepperoni would still be good. It had only been at room temperature for a short time. It would, however, be quite some time before I could turn it over to my friends. So just to be safe, I decided that I should keep it cool. Now my room was a nice, big, front-facing room on the fourth floor. It was well-appointed, but it did not have a refrigerator. It was April. The air was chilly. An easy way to keep all of this food cool would be just to keep it next to an open window. So I lifted one of the sashes and spread the packages of pepperoni out on the table and windowsill. Then I went for a walk for about four or five hours. So again, I feel like this is a pretty good idea, right? He's got to keep the pepperoni cool, open the window. It's a cool, crisp, you know, Canadian winter air, which I think that lasts 10 months out of the year. Um, (laughs) Right, absolutely. Keeping the pepperoni at wonderful refrigerated temperature so it doesn't go bad. Uh, When I had covered enough ground, I returned to the hotel. I remember walking down the long hall and opening the door to my room to find an entire flock of seagulls in my room. (laughs) What? Uh, I didn't have time to count, but there must have been 40 of them. And they had been in my room, eating pepperoni, for a long time. (laughs) Now, in case you were wondering, Brother's TNT pepperoni does nasty things to a seagull's (gasps) digestive system. Oh, no. Oh, no. As you would expect, the room was covered... In seagull crap. What I did not realize until then was that seagulls also drool, especially when they eat pepperoni. (laughs) Now, I'm sure you have an image in your head. Now, remember that I have just walked into the room and startled all of these birds. They immediately started flying around and crashing into things as they (laughs) desperately tried to leave the room through the small opening by which they had entered. Less composed seagulls are attempting to leave through the other closed windows. The result... (laughs) was a tornado of seagull excrement, feathers, pepperoni chunks, and fairly large birds whipping around the room. The lamps were falling, the curtains were trashed, the coffee tray was just disgusting. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Again, I would like to reiterate, the story, fact check, is real. I I waded through the birds and opened the remaining windows. Most of the gulls left immediately. One tried to re-enter the room to grab another piece of pepperoni. And in my agitated state, I took off one of my shoes and threw it at him. <laughs> Both the gull and the shoe went out the window. <laughs> By this time, I was down to one gull left in the room. But it was a big one, and it didn't want to leave. As I chased it, it ran around the room with a big hunk of pepperoni in its gob. In a moment of clarity, I grabbed a bath towel and jumped it. It started to freak out, so I wrapped it in the towel and I threw it out the window. I had forgotten that seagulls cannot fly when they are wrapped in a towel. <gasps> oh no! This is, <laughs> this oh is all no! <laughs> this is all happening fairly quickly, and this is mid-afternoon. The Empress hosts a very famous and very popular high tea. I suspect this is where the large group of tourists was heading when they were struck first by my shoe and then by a bound-up seagull. The seagull... <laughs> oh, my God. The seagull was unharmed, by the way. Thank God. Um, thank, uh, thank God. Let's go back to my little housekeeping issue. The room was bad. All capitals. There was a lot of damage. I was new to my company, and I was really trying to make a good impression at this important event. I decided that I would carry on for now and handle the whole thing later. I then realized that I had only a few minutes before an important dinner and that I only had one shoe. This is a sitcom. This is ridiculous. This I made my way insane. to one <laughs> I made my way to one of the side doors and recovered both the shoe and the towel that were laying in some wet soil near the walking path. The shoe was a mess. I took it back to the room. But this time, I had closed the windows and the air was becoming quite ripe with the smell of digested pepperoni and fish. I went into the washroom and rinsed the mud off of my shoe. It cleaned up nicely, but now I had one wet, dark shoe and one dry, light-colored shoe. In retrospect, I should have just wet the dry shoe. Instead, I chose to dry the wet shoe using the little hairdryer. It was actually doing quite well. I had the hairdryer jammed in there, and the shoe was drying quite nicely. Then... The phone rang. I walked into the next room to answer it. And again, I want to reiterate. I want to reiterate. The story is real. Oh, God. 
I walk into the next room to answer it, and the power goes off. It turns out that the hairdryer had vibrated free of the shoe and fallen into the sink full of water. Oh, no. And the GFI didn't seem to be 100% functional. Oh, my God. Oh, I don't no. know how much of the hotel's power I knocked out, but at that point, I decided I needed help. I called the front, <laughs> I called oh the front desk God. and asked for someone to come help me clean up a mess. I can still remember the look on the lady's face when she opened the door. I had absolutely no idea what to tell her, so I just said, I'm sorry, and I went to dinner. <laughs> When I came back, my things had been moved to a much smaller room. I thought that was the end of it all, until I was told that my company had received a letter banning me from the Empress, a band that I have respected for almost 18 years. I have matured, and I admit responsibility for my actions. I come to you, hat in hand, to apologize for the damage I had indirectly come to cause, and to ask you to reconsider my lifetime ban from the property. I hope that you will see fit to either grant me a pardon, or consider my 18 years away from the Empress's time served. Thank you very much for your consideration. Sincerely, Nick Burchill. Um, What the so, hell is yeah. that story? <laughs> Right. Uh, so yeah, basically, Nick Birchall went to this hotel with a bunch of pepperoni for a bunch of semen, and then he <laughs> opened the window because it was it was cold, and he wanted the pepperoni to be refrigerated in his hotel room. And then thousands of seagulls showed up, and he had to fight them, but they had shit all over the room, and they trashed the whole place. And then one t- one seagull was mean, and he threw a shoe at it, and then he threw the seagull out of the room. And then when he got back, he got all his stuff back, he decided to clean his shoe, and it was gross, but then he knocked out all of the power to the hotel, and then he left. <laughs> so, of course, he was banned. And, like... Okay, so did they let him back in? Uh, so that is the end of the story. Uh, okay. I wanna, no. no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That, I, I phrased that wrong. That is the end of the story. That is what happened. Uh, he says, quote, After reviewing my application for a pardon with the Empress staff, Ryan, the manager, has notified me verbally that I will once again be welcome as a guest. Huzzah! I bet, I bet it was the pound of brother's pepperoni that I gave them as a peace offering that did the trick. <laughs> so, so there, there's all this evidence to support the fact that this, this movie or sitcom story actually legitimately happened. Yes, the hotel has uh, confirmed it. There are pictures of him at the hotel. Uh, brother's pepperoni. Uh, their brother's meat and delicatessen has uh, put uh, stuff about it on their Facebook page. Um, this is a real story that occurred, and uh, he—I don't know what to tell you guys. I, I wow. can't. I'm, I, the, the, I guess the moral of the story is: no matter how bad you think your luck may be, <laughs> at any point, <laughs> at literally any point in your life, I don't care what you are going through at that moment. Your entire family could die in a plane crash, and guess what? That's more normal. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Wow. Holy shit. Did he say he struck, like, some tourist with a seagull? Yeah, he definitely hit him with a seagull and a shoe. First the shoe. (laughs) What the... Are there pictures of this man? (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, if you go to the uh, the Facebook page, which is linked in the news article I gave you, uh, his post is public, and uh, there are pictures of him at the hotel, and of course his Facebook profile itself. But yeah. Um, so, Nikki has some bad luck with travel. She's been no. outdone. <laughs> but, but hers is getting... It- Hers is getting there. That's Once she true. gets there, it's not usually bad luck. This guy was the exact opposite. No, this this guy's whole experience was bananas. So, In fact, Nick Burchill has a post from 10 hours ago on Facebook that says, In an attempt to make up for accidentally branding myself the pepperoni seagull guy and my family <laughs> as the spouse and kids of the same, I am selling the original copy of the letter to the Empress with full art style seagull that I carved in 2001, the year of the incident. <laughs> uh... Oh my goodness! This is this is this is his life now. Okay. Uh, well, I I don't know how there can be more to this story. No, that's the end. Uh, good. Uh, right. On. I it, it had a happy ending, so I'm 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 For happy sure, about yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, then let's move forward. Um. So I don't ha- I don't have a travel story per se, but I have something that that uh can kind of fit there. So um. Guys, let let's say, 
we uh, we went on a vacation and we went to a theme park. Okay. What's your favorite theme park ride? Oh, um, geez, Louise. Uh, mine is uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey at Universal Islands of Adventure. Okay. Right yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. This is a weird one, and I mean, you've been there with me, Cody, so you can't vouch. But my fa- and, and it sucks that it is. But my favorite ride is Transformers. Yeah, mine too. I agree. Yeah, uh, what a fucking cool ass ride. At, at, it's pretty cool, at, dude. Like, it's the worst fucking franchise. <laughs> Though they're about to do a Fast and the Furious ride that's gonna open soon. Uh, and and I bet ready. it's gonna be really I, good. Right. Like, if the Transformers ride has taught me anything, it's that bad movie franchises can make great fucking rides. So, Fast and the Furious is probably going to be stellar. So... Um, I've seen footage of it. Is it bad? It's not in the same vein of, like... uh, it's more or less like tricking you into thinking that you're going very fast and very furious. That's what Transformers does, but they do it. Yeah, so I mean, but I not, but not in the same fashion where it's uh, like you're actually in a vehicle going around. It's more or less like you're going very slowly in a vehicle and the screens around you give the illusion that you're going uh, really, really fast and you're not really like bobbing and weaving so much. It's more, it's way more trick than ride. I'm still excited to, to to go on it, which is a weird <laughs> yeah, thing to no, say about please, anything dealing please with trick the hell out of me. Yes, I'm ready to be tricked. And then you know, beyond that, my favorite ride is Spider Man. Uh, yeah, which, which are, and sure. and tra- and Spider Man and Transformers are basically the exact same ride. Just yes. yeah, they're pretty with, similar with different yeah. things. Transformers just does a little bit better, uh, though their theming is worse, um, much worse. So yeah, so like. <laughs> Going real fast is a is a real good part of a, of a good theme park ride. Even uh, Amber's uh, Harry Potter ride um, is has moments where it goes really fast. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, it would seem weird to have a roller coaster that is labeled the slowest roller coaster in the country, and people Ooh. fucking come to it. So uh, that's what Japan has. They have this roller coaster uh, at the Arakawa Amusement Park in uh, Arakawa Ward, Tokyo. Uh, that is the slowest roller coaster in Japan. And you, do, you, do you guys have any idea how slow that might be? Like, what's, yeah, what's the top speed? I'm guessing one mile per hour. Like, a kilometer. It, it doesn't give the the actual speed, but this is how slow it went. It went so slow that recently it derailed and no one noticed. <laughs> what? <laughs> the people on the coaster were like, we were unaware we stopped moving. <laughs> um... Yes. The roller coaster ended and left seven adults and 12 children suspended 15 feet above the ground when one of its wheels got off the track and the car stopped moving entirely. And no one noticed that this happened. (laughs) Uh, They Uh. noticed something was wrong. When when workers showed up and started just hammering on the back of it for apparently no reason, so <laughs> <laughs> their way to it's fix it—it's just part of the ride. It's yeah, the theming. Sure, uh, those aren't real people. Those are animatronics. Come on, that just decided, hey, this ride's broken. Let's just hit it with a hammer until it fixes. <laughs> uh, they said the ride can go as fast as brisk jogging speeds, but mostly goes so slow that when it derails, no one can tell. Incredible. (laughs) And I've been on slow fucking rides, guys, but not that bad. Uh, And the the coaster is 459 feet long, so it's not a huge one. It's more along the lines of a family coaster. But still, 
even if the people mover stops moving, I'm probably going to know. So The people mover probably goes faster than this ride. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that that's that's what happened. They got everyone off the ride, uh, which apparently couldn't have been that hard to do. And uh, it's not like the only ride that broke down uh, recently. There was also a roller coaster in Australia's Dream World that broke upside down recently. So uh, that was fun. But that coaster goes fast enough to let you go upside down. So <laughs> it was probably a scarier experience than, oh, I guess we're stopped. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's all there is to this story. Uh, I I just thought it was very weird. Like when a roller coaster derails, and I and I suppose I only have experience from my many years as a professional roller coaster tycoon. Yes, but when a roller coaster derails, that's normally death, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's normally death, and so when this one derails, it's like nap time <laughs> yeah yeah it uh isn't going fast enough to launch you off the track uh just to kind of stop rolling uh which in that case so, like, so what's the point Why? Coaster? yeah <laughs> yeah like it's it's in japan right yeah yeah where technology there's, like, comes tra- from there's trains everywhere just go ride yeah. the train <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, I don't know why you would go to this thing, I certainly wouldn't want to ride, I bet, I I bet the line, uh, is not super long, because, I mean, who would want to fucking go on it, but if there, (laughs) (laughs) there is a family that wants to ride it, you're probably gonna have to wait an hour for it to go 400 and something feet, so, (laughs) yeah, I don't know, uh, so this would probably not be our pick, I would say. No, definitely not. Uh, cool. So, uh, we have five minutes. Who would like to finish this up? Uh, I I I can if no one else does. I I got a real short one, so you might be able to fit yours in, too. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I I got, I got, I got a story about San Francisco. Uh, and Nikki's not here to, to, to back this one up, but I'm sure that she's heard about it because, um, I want to tell you guys about a crime wave. That has hit the Bay Area. A crime wave? A crime wave. Of criminals? Well, um, I feel like when I say the, the phrase crime wave, I feel like the criminals are implied. Yeah, but when I say the word roller coaster, speed is implied. So... <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. Touchy. Um, so... Uh, yeah, the Bay Area has been racked by a crime wave, the likes of which it has never, ever seen. And, uh, people around the city are, are, are flipping their lids because I, I, I don't even know how you begin to stop this. Um, on the website, uh, Nextdoor, have you guys heard of Nextdoor? Yes. Okay, so yeah, it's a social network platform. Uh, that, you know, this is a way to stay, stay informed about your neighborhood, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a man by the name of Marcus Rinaldi uh, warned everybody, everybody, about a terrible, terrible crime that he saw. And there, I, I, when I heard about this, I thought to myself, oh my God, if I saw something, if I saw something like this in person, I don't know what I would do. Okay. Um, he wanted to let everybody know, and he, and, and he posted this on Nextdoor. He said, um, quote, uh, I was at the Loop, uh, which is a gas station. Uh, I was at the Loop when I saw what was obviously two kids on each other's shoulders while wearing a trench coat to appear taller and pass as an adult. I <laughs> saw pictures of this <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> they were trying to buy beer. Now, okay. <sighs> oh, my God. If, if, if there are people out there. If I'm walking down the street and I walk by someone and they're really just two kids, fuck me, man. <laughs> right? Fuck me. What am I going to do about that? There's nothing I can do. If I'm in an alleyway and I'm like, oh, no, I'm being cornered by two street toughs. And then it turns out it's four street toughs, but <laughs> also they're, they're children. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm super doomed. 
Um, Marcus Rinaldi explained that the kid plus kid combo tried to get him to buy beer for them at a Daily City gas station, uh, with the suspicious figure claiming that he'd, quote, left his ID at the detective agency. At the detective agency. It's like that Bojack Horseman character who works for business. Yeah, <laughs> see, we left, our, we left our ID back at the agency. Yeah, see, the dame walked in, and we had to come down here and buy us some beer dude um <laughs> Ronaldo also wrote that he told me that he was investigating people claiming to be with the illuminati oh so oh. reliable uh yeah this article says that uh, it remains unclear if the kids have made any progress in their investigation into the illuminati uh or if this is all part of a broader and more understandable effort to obtain beer um <laughs> and there is a really really good comment on the story uh, that says, looks like Vincent Adultman forgot his license, uh, which is a very good name for a child on another child wearing a coat. Uh, the, the, I think the picture you might have seen, Ambie, was the two kids in the trench coat trying to get into Black Panther. Yeah, that was the one that I saw, yeah. Yeah, it was a viral thing not too long ago. And maybe these kids were inspired. Maybe they're copycat criminals, you know? Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Like I thought, this was a thing that happened in like Muppet episodes, and that was that was it. Uh, right on, no, cool. It, ha- it happens in real life, and you may be next. Uh no, I'm gonna get fooled by a child face. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, well, um, do, do you guys do you guys mind if if I tell my my story real quick? Is that hit, hit, hit me, uh, Cody? Awesome. All right. So uh, everyone knows uh, Easter just recently occurred around here. Right? Oh, love that Easter! Yeah, and uh, oh. so there, there's been a lot of religious related stuff going on, and uh, in Brazil it's no different. Um, in Brazil, they recently uh, were having just a series of Jesus related. Uh, public performances uh, telling is stories. this when they all watched the last episode of dragon ball super yes absolutely yeah uh it's been a big event uh people well, no, wearing no, did you guys hear about defenses. that though no i did not what are you talking about uh, so like the last episode of dragon ball super aired and like uh there were all throughout central and south america like the mayors of cities were renting out like huge plazas to air the episode so people could watch and like hundreds of thousands of people in different countries came and just really? watch Dragon Ball. That's insane. It's rad. I'm sorry for interrupting your story. Go no, on. No, it's cool. No. Uh, so, uh, one such uh, area in uh, in Brazil, uh, in Nova Hartstown, uh, the Nova Hartstown Center in South Brazil uh, was was doing basically the, the crucifixion of Jesus, the story of the, the crucifixion of of Jesus. That story is such a bummer. It is a bit of a bummer, right? Uh, uh, trying to eat my trying to eat my Cadbury cream egg, and you're here showing me the dude with the nails in his hands. Ugh. Absolutely, and that's you know a lot of people kind of had that opinion, minus the Cadbury egg, uh, to the point where uh, <laughs> William DeSalva, uh, the city planning director, uh, said maybe maybe an event might have happened last night. A uh, a man leapt up during the middle of the performance in the audience and said, "I'm not gonna let Jesus die," and storms the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, He's... he is risen. He is. <laughs> Him. Yes, this man decides he's not going to let Jesus die this time, stands up, storms the stage, slams a Roman guard's head into the floor, and tries to abscond with Jesus. And not on my watch, Pontius Pilate. <laughs> Uh, so he had a bit of a chaos. He, uh, punched several people, uh, before he was eventually dragged off. The guy who played Jesus apparently remained in character the entire time. (laughs) Um, I was acting! (laughs) Like, by remained in character, was he like, I knew you'd come. (laughs) See, I, I don't know, but that, that sounds like, I, like, I hope so. I hope that's it. Uh, and they eventually dragged him off and decided to just go ahead and go back with the story. Uh, but yeah, some guy thought he was going to save Jesus. You thought to get away, Jesus. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's it's great. And uh, if if you guys want to see uh, an image of what our assailant oh looks God. like, uh, I got that for you right there. Uh, kind of looks like uh, if Rick Moranis and Trey Parker had a baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, now I'm visualizing that. Thank you. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it, guys. I don't know what else to. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, really good. Actually, I do know what else to tell you. There's a video. <gasps> oh no. Oh, the video yeah. at the top of this page. Yeah, this is this is the guy raiding, raiding and saving Jesus. So, like, the thing that really sucks is one. He didn't save him. No, he didn't. Jesus right? still died. Yeah. He's super fucked up. Like, like he had this you one had one shot. job. One job. <laughs> one. And that was save one Jesus. Chance. And, and then two, I guess there's three things. Two, um, I, this really should like make everyone who's reading the Bible all the time feel really upset because like, you know, this guy here, he tried he did absolutely. What about, what about all those other people about around Jesus? Like, oh my God, he conks that guy in the noggin, right? <laughs> okay, he knocked um, out that Roman guard, <laughs> which is not a thing I can say I've ever done. So you know, more power to him. Um, like all the people around when the real Jesus got crucified, like ah, oh, they just watched that shit like idiots. Guys, go do the go stop the guy. Absolutely. What are you doing? Yeah, and then and then three. So the idea is that Jesus died like for our sins, right? Absolutely. And and, and through his death and rebirth, we're all we're all cleansed. Everything that we did through, for sin is fine. But let's say that this guy went and he flipped the script. Right? <laughs> yeah, man. He goes up there. He saves Jesus. Jesus is like, "What are you doing? No, this is not part of the. No, let me go. I'm supposed to die. I can't let you die, Jesus. I love you too much." And he takes him away. And, like, now we're all just straight going to hell. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. That Brazilian dude was about to damn all of us. Thanks a lot, Roman soldier, for doing your part. And, <laughs> and fake-stabbing Jesus on the side. And, and keeping history on track. <laughs> now I want to go to, like, Civil War reenactments. <laughs> and, yeah. And scream, no, 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 wait, wait, no, this isn't how it's supposed to be. <laughs> what if they won this time? <laughs> <laughs> what if there was a third party and then I show up with my army? <laughs> we're, the, we're, we're, the, we're literally lined up along the Mason-Dixon line itself. So, where we all live. Suddenly what color the winner coat of the... would you be? We are the clear coats. <laughs> <laughs> you're, just, you're just naked. <laughs> we are wearing plastic bags, and you can see our giblets, but we are here to win the war. <laughs> Suddenly. Also, we, we, have, we have DeLoreans and Optimus Prime and the Battletoads. <laughs> so, suddenly, the U.S. Civil War was won by the Protoss. <laughs> <laughs> we required more Vespian gas. Know what you want, what do you want me to tell you? All right, guys, we're done. This has been the end of the episode. Uh, I, I'm Cody Coleman. With me, as always, is Matt Krua and Amber Lee. Maybe next time, Nikki will be back from her vacation death. Who knows? Oh, uh, I hope so. I hope so. I don't want her, I don't want her to be perma-dead. I don't either. Death is not very permanent around this show. Is Nikki coming back to life, like, paid DLC, though? Because... <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, the price is in flux at the moment, but uh, we're probably looking at a good 20 bucks. Woof. I'll dig under the couch. All right, cool. Uh, until next time, don't die, guys. <laughs>